bit of an overhang in our lives, isn't it? And I know it's, it's a controlling thing, fear and worry. 1 John 4.18 reads, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Love and fear are incompatible, and they can't coexist. That's, that's just a, a stock standard. It's not possible. And we, and the children, have several basic needs, and there are two important ones as we grow. One is a need to explore, and that's how we've learnt and grown and developed. And the other is a need to feel safe, and that is a beautiful thing, isn't it? If we don't feel secure, we won't explore. Every human needs a secure base from which to investigate and grow. And the research that's actually shown through parenting and, and development of kids is that, generally speaking, one parent, if, if there are two, one parent more than the other will push a child to take chances, run risks, and learn that a little danger is a good thing, while the other parent tends to be the comforter, the soother, the safety net. But, in actual truth, is any parent can give child both gifts. When we're afraid, our body activates a sympathetic nervous system. So our heart races, our breathing becomes faster and shallower, and our muscles tense up. So we run to our non-anxious presence, which is our comforter, our protector, and in many cases a parent. As we are held reassured and loved, our parasympathetic system takes over, and our heart rate slows, our breathing becomes deep and even, and our muscles relax. Our blood flows back into our brain, and in essence, that little voice inside us says, I can go out and face the world again. Perfect love casts out fear. With God, who is tender enough, and this is the God that we sing about, folks, in our worship. With God, who's tender enough to love and comfort us, yet strong enough to be our rock and our fortress, we can face what life throws at us and grow stronger as a result. We're not on this earth, folks, to be still, and sometimes it's very tempting to be still because it's safer. When you are still, nothing's going to happen. You know, there's no ripples that are going to affect or nothing's going to change. But this, this text, what we're talking about, where God says we can be stronger, that's growth, that's change, that's the ripple, and we can face what life throws at us. But if we're still, we don't grow and we don't walk in God's purpose. In 2 Timothy 1.7, it's a bit further before John, God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love and self-discipline. Self-discipline also translates into our Bible as a sound mind. Self-discipline is also a very big word in my head going, Amy, you've got to be more disciplined, you've got to be more disciplined. Overcoming fear becomes, overcoming fear begins with understanding that fear is a spirit and it doesn't come from God. Each time you realise that, you are less likely to give in to it. That's a pretty powerful statement, isn't it? Even I was watching a movie last night with Andrew and there was a couple of scary, scary spots. I'm going, oh, what have I just read? Just a movie. <laughs> fear. You know, we've got a little brother who jumps at the side of a, a spider. Why? It's not going to hurt him. I've got fear if, uh, you know, if we're going into a dark alley. What am I fearful of? 
Who am I trusting? So what has God given us in place of fear? And there are three things, and it speaks of it in this text. Remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline, or a sound mind. Okay, so number one, power. Now, we're not simply talking about self-help techniques and stress management, but this is deeper, folks. It is a settled conviction that goes down to the core of your being, the core of God's love, that all things that concern you are in, in the hands of a loving God who has the only best interest in mind for you. Therefore, all things will be well, and you can live free of worry. Don't just love it how it's so simple. But we as humans fight that. Number two, love. The Bible says perfect love casts out fear. Back into 1 John. Only when you realise that you are loved unconditionally by a God who never changes his mind about you, never changes his mind. This is unconditional love, folks. Will you learn that to, to love and accept yourself and then be able to love and accept others? Can you imagine the effect that would have on your fear of people, fear of rejection and fear of criticism? Oh, isn't that a big word at this day? Criticism. This kind of love is more than a feel-good emotion, folks. It's a life-changing force. You need to take that. God's unconditional love. And number three, sound mind or self-discipline. How do we do that? Spend time out with God. Know your relationship with God. Spend time with him. Have self-discipline with him. Have that routine. You can pray, ask God to speak about you as, he, as you read into his word. There's plenty of these out there, folks, if you want one. They're free. If you know of anyone who needs one, take one. This is a good read. Good read guaranteed, the Bible. So read the Bible and apply and think about what you've just read and put it into your life. And number four, pray. Pray again, folks, and spend time with God. It's a wonderful challenge we have and isn't it funny that we still remain children of just not being able to pick up the lessons that God gives us but he gives us chances over and over again to sit deep within those lessons that he's given us to overcome fear and overcome worry as we go into this new year as we've just reflected on joy, love, peace and hope where are my candles I struggle to actually take that big lesson in and run firm with it but when we do God's love shines very bright within us and comforts us. I'm going to invite Marie up to just finish off with a short story and we're going to come into some prayer. This is a time just to have some quiet time with him. Marie will lead us and uh, then we'll close. Thanks, Marie. I was just encouraged um, through the week by a couple of newsletters that I got in the mail. Like One was just from the Bible League and just saying, a great spiritual hunger has emerged during the pandemic across the Philippines and around the world. More and more people are turning to God as their only source of true hope. And that was just encouraging that even in hard times, you know, God's using it for good and there are a lot of people turning to him and that's fantastic. Um, he can use all things for good. And another one was from the Postal Sunday School movement that I 
I did Sunday school lessons as a child with them, and then my kids have done some with them as well. And um, so the president of the Postal Sunday School Movement has written this, which I found helpful. Casting our care on him, for tomorrow is his responsibility. Facing uncertain times is always a challenge, and in truth, every day is uncertain. We are reminded in Proverbs 27.1 that we do not know what a day will bring. Both Jesus and James reminded us, remind us of that fact in Luke 12.19 and 20 and James 4.13-14 respectively. But there is good news. For when our trust is in the living and true God, then all our tomorrows are in his hands. It does not mean that everything will be plain sailing, but it does mean that in every step we take, he will be our constant comfort and guide. Consider the words of the Lord Jesus in Luke 12, verse 22 and following. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. For life is more than food and your body more than clothing. He reminds us of the ravens whose need for food are met fully by God. And what of the lilies? Their splendor outshines the glory of Solomon. All they need is supplied by God. Being anxious will not add one single hour to our lives, but it will rob us of the joy of each day. He concludes his statement by saying, Seek his kingdom and all these things will be added to you. In seeking his kingdom, we also need to seek the Father. Uh, and this guy says, In my personal daily devotions, I have also been reading through Second Chronicles about the lives of the kings of Judah. It has been thrilling to read how, when they trusted wholly in the Lord, they were able to defeat superior enemies, both in size and equipment. The people of God had already seen how he provided for them when facing the seemingly impossible at the Red Sea while escaping Egypt. Moses said, Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord. That night, God provided a way of escape, and all they needed to do was trust him. The Lord again says, Trust me, in Second Chronicles 20.15, and he crowns this verse, this in verse 17, with, You will not need to fight, and stand firm, see the salvation of the Lord. Um, check out King Jehoshaphat's experience and their song of praise. Give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. And so I just thought I'd finish with some prayer for um, our church and for believers around the world, new believers, and um, just some parts of the Lord's Prayer. Heavenly Father, Sometimes we don't know how to pray, but we thank you that your Holy Spirit helps us. Thank you that you love us so much and you demonstrated your love by sending your only Son to the cross to take the, the uh, punishment and the full extent of your wrath in our place. Thank you that he has opened the door for us and we are able to come to you and confess our need and find forgiveness and peace with you, Lord. We pray that your name will be honoured in all the earth, that the truth about you will be told. We thank you that in your word it says that the increase 
of your government will know no end. And thank you that there are people trusting in you each day. Thank you that your kingdom is growing. Please strengthen the new believers. Help them. Provide for them. Help them love your word. And help us love your word. Because it strengthens us and helps us to know what is true. Lord, we pray for our loved ones, our neighbours, our friends, and those who don't know you yet, Lord. We know that it's your heart that all people will be saved. Lord, we pray for our loved ones that they'll have a chance to hear the gospel. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, that you came from God and you are one with the Father. Thank you that you made the full payment for our wrongs. We pray that our loved ones will trust you and grow in you and continue to trust you through uh, the future. Father, we also pray for our church. Help us love one another as you have lovingly commanded us to do, that our joy may be complete. Help us to encourage one another in love and good deeds. Thank you for one another. Help us to keep our eyes on you. Help us to accept one another as you have accepted us. Help us never discriminate against one another. Help us to follow you, Lord. Give us wisdom. Please provide us with our daily bread. Please help us forgive others who have hurt us. Please deliver us from evil. And we look forward to your kingdom coming more fully. Thank you that you are coming back. Help us to trust you each step of the way and to have our eyes on you. Help us not to get distracted, but to just trust you and thank you that the Lord is my shield and the Lord is my strength. I trust in him and I am helped. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Marie. That's it, folks. We're going to um, close with Turn Your Eyes. But as the musicians come up, just a reminder that if you ever need prayer, if you're ever struggling, we all struggle. No one doesn't. <laughs>